riding down the Harland Highway. Hey everybody, here we go. Welcome to the Harland Highway podcast. And uh, yeah, I know how it works. Before I get started, we got to throw a little meat around. You'll, you'll stay for the first 30 seconds, but if I don't do a little bit of this, yeah, undo that top button. Just get a li- throw a little bit of meat around. Maybe we'll do one more. Just throw a little bit of fresh beef around. This is what keeps you here. It ain't this, and it ain't this. It's this, the hot, sizzling, orange chicken, Korean sizzling beef, Mongolian bean sprout uh, thunder junk, or whatever whatever you call it, but... It's here. It's here, and I got you locked. You're like an owl sitting in a pine tree staring at a mouse in the last seconds of its stupid cheese-eating life. All because of this. You come for the meat, you stay for the treat. I don't even know what I'm talking about. But uh, welcome to the uh, Harland Highway. We got a lot to uh, get to today. First of all... uh, I don't know if you're a Twitter nut or a Twitter freak, uh, but this Elon Musk guy, he just bought Twitter for 44. I think you know the number. Do you know what I'm going to put on the end of the 44? Am I going to put $44? No. Am I going to put $44,000? No. Am I going to put $44 million? No. How about 44 billion with a B? 44 billion dollars for Twitter, which is basically a social media platform for people to gossip on and act like bratty school kids and call each other names and report the news. And by the way, I'm on Twitter. No, I'm not on Twitter. But I might get on Twitter uh, and put up a Harland Highway podcast Twitter so y'all can, uh, you know, do everything I just said with each other. But, um, yeah, so he buys this, uh, this digital platform like he needs anything else. I mean, he's on his way to Mars, gang. This guy's like uh, starting to develop Mars. He's got the rockets, he's got the plans, he's got the infrastructure blueprints. I mean, this guy wants to colonize Mars. This guy wants to take the human race to another planet to live. And he's worried about people chit-chatting on Twitter. Hey, the Kardashians got into a car crash today. Hey, this guy took some pills. Oh, Johnny Depp, uh, you know, what the hell? Maybe stay focused there, Musk. What a weird name, Musk. I mean, the connotations for Musk. I mean, the, 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 there's the, the Musk, you know, sometimes when you, you smell something, it can have a pleasant Musk, or it can be a, you know, like if you smell an old cow or a musk ox or a, a goat or a dirty carpet or a moldy old lady's bingo hall. Ooh, I think I just breathed in some psoriasis flakes. 
I mean, it can get musky in there. So it's an odd name. And there's a giant rodent, an aquatic rodent called the muskrat, which I don't know if you've ever seen one, but they look like baby beavers that haven't really developed yet. They're like inbred beavers. They're not quite as big, but they still got the yellow Donny Osmond gopher teeth, I'll tell you that. But I digress. Uh, So listen, $44 billion. Do most of you have $1,000, $5,000, $10,000 sitting in a savings account somewhere? In an investment somewhere? To comprehend that another human being walking around on the planet can throw around $44 billion. And I, I don't know this for sure, but I thought I read he paid for it in cash. Um, does anybody pay for anything in cash? And does anything pay for anything in cash? How much? Oh, oh $44 billion? Yeah, okay. Yeah, $44 billion. Okay, can I, can I give you... You want 20s or 10s or... Okay, 1s and 5s? Okay. Why am I making that noise? Why am I going... I'm like Hannibal Lecter. Would you like me to tweet you, Clarice? Um, but l- let me put this in perspective for you, okay? The billion thing. Because I don't, I don't think you're really grasping it. I think you're still a bit focused on the fresh sizzling beef. So let, let, me, let me pull up some, some, some stats, some info that I... I I got from the Google. Yours truly went on the Google with his little koala fingers. I got my little koala fingers and I went on the Google and I got some data. I got some data from the Google with my koala fingers. Those are koala calls. And I know all you Aussies watching already know that. And whatever I just said, I apologize. But uh, let me put these things on, which I hate, my peepers. And let me help you put into perspective the concept of $1 billion, let alone $44 billion. Here we go. Are you ready to comprehend this? How tall is a stack of $1 billion? You, you want to guess how, how, how high a stack of... One billion one dollar bills goes. What what do you say? Five hundred feet, half a mile, three miles, ten miles, sixty-seven point nine miles. Okay? That's the same distance from your house to the boarding school you went to as a kid and got fingered. All right, let's keep going. How much would that look like? How, if you stacked that money, if you stacked a billion dollars, what would it look like? How high would a billion dollars be? If stacked, one billion in $100 bills would be 10,000 feet tall. Okay? 10,000 feet tall. Now imagine 10 Eiffel Towers stacked on top of each other. And if you don't know what the Eiffel Towers are, I don't know why I'm doing a British voice because it's in France. Le Tower Eiffel is in France. It's a beautiful uh, tower that stretches high into the sky. It is a tourist landmark. It is a cultural landmark, the Eiffel Tower. I have been there. 
I have stood on the Eiffel Tower. In fact, I glued a pair of cowboy boots to the Eiffel Tower. And if you don't believe me, I did it. I was there in 1990, and I'm stepping away because this is a funny story. I went to the Eiffel Tower back in uh, 1989, okay? And I wanted to leave my mark on the Eiffel Tower. I'm like, it's iconic, so how can I be iconic on top of iconic, even though I'm sort of moronic? So here's what I did. I used to wear cowboy boots back in those days. Everywhere I went, I wore black cowboy boots. I thought I was Bon Jovi. I thought I was, you know, Johnny Cash. I don't know who I thought I was, but I had the black cowboy boots, man. And uh, I wore those puppies around because I was some kind of a Canadian cowboy now. And uh, me and my buddy Bob, we went to Paris. We just spontaneously said, let's go to Paris for New Year's Eve 1990, right? So we get there a few days in advance, and I've been wearing these cowboy boots all over the place. I've been wandering around in Europe. I've been living in Germany, and I, I, I wear my boots down to the nubbins. And I'm like, it's time for some new cowboy boots. But what I always do is I always try to retire my footwear in a place of prominence or a, or a mis- mystical place. Or I feel like my, my shoes, my footwear, they're my partners. I've journeyed with them, right? They, they, they've been my transportation. They've been on my feet. They, they go where I go. And so whenever I wear down footwear, instead of just throwing it in the garbage, I try to retire it in uh, a place that's uh, deserving of a traveling companion. And so here we are, we're going to the Eiffel Tower, and it's like the day before New Year's, and I've got this long coat, this long uh, leather coat, and I bought some brand new black cowboy boots. And we went up the Eiffel Tower, and I hid the cowboy boots under my coat, and uh, we went up the Eiffel Tower, and I bought a, uh, when we got to Paris, I went to a hardware store, and I bought a tube of crazy glue. Not because I'm crazy. Um, And uh, we went up the Eiffel Tower. And I stood there right at the ledge. Right at the, you know, it's all steel girders up there. And I stood right at the the top ledge. And I looked around and I stepped out of my old cowboy boots. Or actually, I didn't step out of my, I lifted the soles up. And I squirted the crazy glue all over each one. And then I I set them down and I kind of settled them onto the, the metal surface of the, the platform. And then once they were kind of affixed to the platform, I stepped out of them and had my socks. And then I pulled out the new cowboy boots and stepped into those. And uh, I crazy glued my black cowboy boots to the Eiffel Tower. And I can't tell you within seconds, literally, within 30 seconds, me and my buddy Bob went and kind of stood back and people, it, it looked like someone had leaned over the ledge to take a picture and fell out of their boots. Because here was these black boots just standing at the edge of the, of the Eiffel Tower, right at the, at, the, at the very rim of it, right? And so, uh, and so we stood back and people just swarmed around them. People were standing there taking pictures. People were tugging on them. And we were just howling. It was great. So I don't know how long they survived Eiffel Tower, I wish in my heart I knew they were still there. I doubt it, but um, anyways, 
That is my story of the Eiffel Tower. But now, let's get back to $44 billion on the evil, evil, no, Elon, Elon Musk. Uh, okay, so what else? The height of a stack of $1 billion measures 358,510 feet or 67.9 miles high, which we already went over. And if you're wondering what that looks like, it would reach from Earth's surface, okay, into the lower portions of the troposphere, one of the major outer layers of Earth's atmosphere, okay? So picture a stack of money going out into the troposphere, which, by the way, is also a disco in Vegas where I lost my virginity, that's right, six times. Uh, let's call it seven. I was there after closing and the janitor was cleaning up and something happened. Um, and lastly, just to help you put, and by the way, we're talking a, a billion dollars here. Okay, all these figures are a billion dollars. So multiply that by another 39 or no, another 40, 43. This guy bought it for 44 billion. So here's the final thing to blow your mind. Um, how long would it take you to count $1 billion? Think about it. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. Right? That took me like 30 seconds to count to 25, maybe 15 seconds. Uh, it would take you to count to 1 billion 277 777,000 hours, 46 minutes, and 40 seconds, 11,574 days, one hour, 46 minutes, and 40 seconds, to be exact. And that's just 1 billion, okay? So if you wanted to count 44 billion, you can say goodbye to the rest of your life. If, if that's your retirement plan, what'd you do for retirement? Well, I counted to a billion, 44. <gasps> right? You'd go to your grave counting that crap. So anyways, I had to bring it up because it's so astronomical. It's so bizarre. It's so out of the realm of us common folk that uh, I really had to uh, just get it out of my system and, and talk about it. I mean, $44 billion, why, why does he want it? And, and doesn't Twitter bring with it a whole cavalcade of headaches? Aren't you going to get into all kinds of situations where people are going to say, you're doing this and you're doing that and you can't let people say this and why did you allow that? And it's going to, I don't know, it seems like it would be a big headache to me. But Elon Musk, man. That guy is, he's cut from another cloth and uh, good for him. So there you go. And before I go any further, speaking of characters, my co-host today, if you notice over this way, right, to me left, to me left, or maybe it's the east, maybe it's the west. I don't, I don't know if he's sitting to the north of me or the south of me. All I know is he's sitting there. And if you're wondering who my co-host is, it's Lil Coco again. But check them out, bros. 
Last time, little Coco was extremely um, profane. He was he was cussing up a storm. This guy, he was dropping f bombs all over the place. So this uh, episode, we had to tape his mouth shut like a, like a like a tied pig. We had to shut this guy up. Talk about censorship in America. Yeah, painter's tape across the pie hole. I can't have uh, a little Coco on here cussing and swearing and dropping F-bombs every which way but loose. I've got a sophisticated, educated show to do here. So uh, you behave yourself, little Coco. Well, I drink a little Coco-Colo. Hello, Lo. Oh, yeah. Oh, that just sizzles like Freddy Krueger's nightmares. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I can just feel that eating. That, that, if I had COVID, I, it just got eaten, man. It just got eaten alive by my buddy, my little red and white buddy. It just sizzled. Any, any COVID I have, I don't care if it's Delta virus. I don't care if it's Delta Burke virus. I don't care if it's Corona. I don't care if it's Corona light. I don't care if there's a lemon on top of the Corona. I mean, I don't care if it's Baskin Robbins Corona. I don't care what brand name you put in front of it. This little buddy of mine just ate it alive like a cannibal in the jungle boiling another human. By the way, with COVID, did, did they have to name did they have to name COVID after brand names like that? I heard that that uh, Corona beer took a huge hit when they called it the coronavirus. I heard you know Delta the Delta variant. I mean, what's next? Yeah, wh- what do you got, John? You don't look well. Well, uh, uh, I got the Pepperidge Farm variant last night. Oh my God! What well, what kind? Double fudge bundt cake. I could hardly breathe. Well, Pepperidge Farm remembers. Um, I guess people who have Alzheimer's shouldn't uh, be dipping into the Pepperidge Farm, right? That's not a great slogan for for people with the uh, the Alzheimer's who can't really remember anything. What's for dessert? Pepperidge Farm. Because Pepperidge Farm remembers. What? Remembers. Pardon me? Pepperidge Farm remembers. What'd you say? Um, so not a good slogan. I mean, that's like, uh, you know, that's like Sarah Lee. Because you can't remember a goddamn thing. I mean, what, what does memory have to do with eating a cake? But anyways, yeah, can we can we lose the uh, the, the brand names uh, attached to the viruses? I mean, we we, we never had like the uh, you know the Pepsi Cola Ebola, even though that's got a nice ring to it. Have a Pepsi Cola Ebola, um, but you know that they they didn't have uh, you know uh, Baskin Robbins presents West Nile virus. Nothing beats the heat on a hot summer day than a cone filled with mint chocolate chip Baskin-Robbins West Nile. Um, So, you know, can we just stick to, you know, nobody knows Latin anymore. Why didn't they just call COVID like 
uh, infectious, uh, scummiest, malucleus, uh, coughiest, headachiest, and bedious for three weekiest. You know? I mean, it, it fits. It's got nothing to do with airlines. It's got nothing to do with delicious beer. So just saying. Just and just showing. Oh, yeah. Saying and showing. Don't think I forgot. I think some of you started to drift away. You're like, you know, the Twitter thing was interesting, but then he gets into the Delta thing, and then, you know, I think I'm going to dip out of this podcast, and then boom, you're right back in, losers. Yeah, gotcha. Bang. You shut up. You shut your face. You shut your painter's tape, fat, dummy face, you big-eyed, calf-eyed freak. And this is how I treat my co-hosts. Hey, don't, this guy last week went off. I mean, I I think I counted 78 F-bombs from this guy, so don't feel sympathetic for a little Coco over here. Um, I want to talk about something else. Do you recognize these? Do you, do you know what? Do you do you see these? Let me hold them up. Do you see? What are these? You know what these are? These are like little tufts of grass, okay? And I didn't get them from the Lee Harvey Oswald Memorial Museum. This isn't a this isn't grassy knoll paraphernalia from the assassination of JFK. This is this is something they put in with your sushi. Do you ever order sushi? You ever get takeout sushi? You ever get sushi at a restaurant? And for some reason, they put little tufts of grass in with the sushi. These are right out of, I ordered sushi, takeout sushi, and I opened my thing, and there's some salmon. Or if you're into silent letters, there's some salmon. I don't know why we need a silent letter. Why don't we just... Get rid of it since it's silent. Nobody uses it. Nobody says it. So why stuff it in there? How about S-A-M-O-N, salmon? Nobody enunciates the L. Yes, would you like some delicious salmon for your starter tonight, sir? No, but I'd like a big, giant school book covered with lemon juice. So anyways, these things... I don't know why they're putting grass in with fish. Fish dwell underwater. Fish don't dwell in fields. They don't don't swim around in grass. Maybe seagrass, but this does not look like seaweed. This looks like golf course grass. This looks like parkland grass. This looks like the grass in Donnie and Marie Osmond's backyard. And I don't really get it. I don't know why they're accenting the dead fish with grass. Is it significant of of them being dead? Are they 10 feet under? I mean, if we're going to do the grass, why don't you just make me a little origami cow? How about that? A little origami cow. Can you do that for me? I'd like a piece of salmon, some yellowtail, and if someone could get a piece of... 11 by 9 uh, manila typing paper or a piece of photocopier paper and fold it until it looks like a cow 
I'd like the cow, the paper origami cow, to be grazing in my sushi grass when I get my yellowtail tuna. And my, I mean, come on. I, I'm just, I, I, I don't know why I'm beefing on it, but I'm just mystified. And speaking of, speaking of cattle and grass, if I see one more menu, if I see one more thing at a grocery store where it says grass-fed beef, here we go. Oh, what, what grass-fed beef? What did, what did this beef eat? Grass. Uh, yeah, it's a fucking cow. That's what they eat, grass. You don't have to tell me it was grass-fed. What about this salmon? Is this water swimming salmon I got right here? Was this did you did this salmon come out of the water? Oh, we got grass-fed beef. Well, hello. What, what we got a lion at the zoo. He's a meat-fed lion. Oh yeah. You see that dog over there? Dog food fed. Oh yeah. You see my wife over there? Golden Corral fed. Huge monster all you can eat i've got an all you can eat wife a golden corral fed wife holy fuck she's she's broken 12 toilets in the last five weeks just crutches them like a human stepping on a snail she sits on a toilet flattens it we got old fucking faithful in our bathroom just boom Every time Chubby sits down on it, we get a fountain show. We got tourists that stand outside our bathroom window taking pictures, waiting for old faithful. They're like, well, this will save us a lot of money having to travel all the way up to Yellowstone. Let's just watch Mrs. Williams sit down on the toilet and crush it up, and we got ourselves a geyser. So enough with the grass fed. What is that supposed to lure me in? Oh, grass-fed. I'm allergic to grass. Uh, Do you have any uh, peanut butter-fed beef? Um, I'd like a a, a fruit cocktail-fed cow, please. Uh, Yes, how about a a, a caviar-fed Guernsey? Could you get me one of those there, Chef Gordon Ramsay? I mean, man alive. So... Enough of that, and uh, enough of this. I'm getting rid of these, and uh, on that note, I think, don't even, don't even. We're going to go to uh, a word from our sponsor right now. Hang in there. We're coming back with more grass-fed beef, and uh, tell you what else feeds this beef. I'll tell you what else feeds this beef, ladies and gentlemen. This beef right here. That there is some Coca-Cola-fed beef. So uh, you better come back right after a word from our sponsor. Hi, folks. Ernie Childs here. And are you tired of the bare, empty walls in your house? You're not sure what to put on them. Bored of sailboats floating across the sea? Or hanging art where your friends and neighbors think you're a child pervert. Now, there's a new product to take the guesswork out of how to fill your walls. Oh boy. Introducing Shit Stain. Look out. 
the revolutionary new stain that brightens up any empty wall. Oh boy, just stick shit stain to any wall. It goes on in a second. Here we go. Tired of birds flying into your windows? Not anymore. Not when you cover them with a new shit stain. Sticks to any wall or flat surface. Order your exciting new shit stain today. And if you act now, we'll throw in these free Hershey squirts to accent any room, garage, or bunkie. That's a $12 value. So don't delay. Order today. The exciting new shit stain. Our operators are standing by. Okay, we are back. Little Coco is here, my co-host. He's been silenced. Uh, And I know some of you might think that's cruel. You might think that's child abuse. Uh, Good, it is. I taped his face shot. I taped his little truck driver mouth shut. Last week, he was dropping F-bombs every which way but loose. Um, And just, you know, people wrote in. They were disgusted. They were horrified by the little trucker mouth freak. And so, uh, you know, this is uh, everything has repercussions. Um, I want to get to something that, uh, do you see this? Do you see this item here? It says Cheesecake Factory on it. This isn't really about the Cheesecake Factory. But what this is, is about security. Um, yeah, I ordered uh, one of these uh, food services, you know, like the DoorDash type of thing or Postmates. I ordered from the Cheesecake Factory. And I ordered a beautiful meal. They make delicious food. I'm not endorsing them, but they make uh, yummy food. Cheesecake Factory. This just happened to be where I ordered from. And I ordered a, a Coke and a lemonade. And, uh, you know, these guys deliver them. You don't know who these people are, these DoorDash people. They're, they're, they're nice people. They're hardworking people. I got nothing bad to say against them, but... There have been some instances, and I've seen the video on YouTube and uh, on the internet. There's been some instances where some of these delivery people were a little bit shady and decided to have some hijinks with uh, the customer's food. And uh, there was one in particular that really stuck out to me, and it was horrifying, but some guy was driving with his friend, and that's the other weird thing. Sometimes these people will come to your house and they got a car full of people with them. It's like, yeah, before we go on our vacation to Vegas, I just got to drop off this lasagna to uh, 5592 Parker Street. But Daddy, I thought we were going to Disneyland. We're going to Disneyland as soon as Daddy drops off this veal parmesan and this spaghetti carbonara. Now sit down and shut up, you little brat, or you're not going on Mystery Mountain. But, Daddy, I thought you said we were going to Disneyland. Daddy's going to take you to Disneyland as soon as we drop off three more orders of chicken cacciatore, beef stroganoff, a double mushroom pizza, and some fat burger, okay, you little fox? Uh, but anyways, <laughs> some of these people that show up, they're with their buddies or they're, they're, there's kids in the car. It's, it's a little odd, but... It is what it is. But what happens is um, 
I saw this one video where this guy was one of these delivery people and they were delivering, I guess one of the items was chili. They were delivering some kind of big bowl of chili or something. And one of the people in the car and they filmed this because people are generally moronic. Not, not you folks, not, not you. other people and that guy. So these idiots who were delivering the food, one of the characters in the vehicle pulled out his scrotum. And again, I think that's a Latin word, the new scrotum variant of corona. Um, I think scrotum might be the Latin or the technical word for balls, okay? A man has balls between his legs. And... um, this moron decided to dip his balls into this chili. He dipped them in and rolled them, and they were laughing about it, and they were, they were, they were filming it, and they were having a, a good old guffaw about, you know, soaking their nut bag in chili. And then they delivered the stuff, and then they posted the damn video. So, first of all, morons... Second of all, who are they hurting more, the customer who ordered the chili or themselves? Because I don't know how many of you men and women have testicles or a scrotum, but that is sensitive skin. If, if, if the rest of us is cow, the scrotum is the veal, okay? That, that's the tender area. That's the belly of the tuna. That, that's, the, that, that's the sensitive spot, okay? Trust me. Most of us dudes have either dropped some toothpaste on there or you're using the tiger bomb somewhere and you get a little on the old uh, ping pong balls and hello, hello, Satan. Welcome to my groin. I mean, that sting. You might as well go into the ocean and have a stingray stab you between the legs because that's, woo. You get anything spicy on there, boy? Woo! You do not want to be putting a taco with hot sauce from Taco Bell between your legs while you're driving, and some of that hot sauce seeps into the fabric of your pants because you're driving off a cliff, sunshine. You got Taco Bell Grande balls, and you're driving off a cliff. You're, you're Thelma and Louise in it because you're nutbag on fire. <laughs> Shut up, little nacho or little taco or little cocoa. So anyways, I can't imagine it was a pleasurable experience because chili is traditionally spicy and hot and this idiot decided to rub his nuts around in it. And uh, holy God. And I order chili a lot from Wendy's. I go to Wendy's a lot. But luckily, Wendy is a girl, and she doesn't have balls. Although in the world we live in today, I'm not sure if she is a girl. Is she a she? Is she a he? Is she an it? Has, is she transitioning? Is Wendy transitioning? Is Wendell? Is Wendy Wendell Wendy? Is Wendy Wendell? Or is Wendell Wendy? I don't know. But uh, here's what I'm getting to. They need some kind of system to secure the food. You're entrusting the food that you're ingesting into your body to complete strangers. And no offense, no offense, but I'm sure because it's a job that doesn't require probably much screening, 
anyone from a genius to a guy that just got out of jail could be delivering your food. I'm not taking a shot at hardworking delivery people. I think it's honorable. I think it's great. It's a great service. Good for you. But it's one of those jobs where you probably don't need any qualifications or any degree of intelligence or stupidity. Anyone can walk in. If you can drive a car, you got a job. So you got to figure that there might be some bad seeds that filter into that pool of driving talent. And uh, as seen by the video I just described with uh, Johnny Chili Balls, uh, I think that proves my point. But anyways, one of the things they use to uh, secure the food is they put stickers. They'll put, they'll put all your food in a bag and then put a sticker on it. The Cheesecake Factory sticker. Or, or this is why I'm holding up this. Look at this. Do you see this on the lid of my... This is the actual thing on the lid of my Cheesecake Factory delivery of a, a, a glass of plastic cup full of Coke. I'm going to take the straw out. This was the security. This was the line of defense between me and arsenic going into my, okay, a piece of scotch tape. Scotch brand tape right here. Look at this. That's my security system right there. Kind of like what you got on your face there, uh, cow eyes. So... In this day and age where there are weird people out there, where people do do mischievous and devious things for no reason other than to entertain themselves or take out their frustration on society or they're just mentally ill, I don't know. I don't know that scotch tape is really what we want between us and a liquid that you could spit in, you could pee in, you could poison, you could... I mean, in a planet where we can get ourselves to the moon and back, do you think maybe they could create some kind of lid that, that, that you know, shows that there's been no perforations in the object? The only uh, entrance way is when the customer actually pierces the plastic or whatever's there. And again, it's probably one in a million that some idiot would do the old, uh, you know, sack chili routine. But a piece of scotch tape, I mean, you know, you don't see this used uh, anywhere else for security. You don't go on a flight to, you know, the other side of the world and, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're about to lift off. Can you please put the scotch tape across your waistline in case of an emergency? Please affix the scotch tape across your chest and waistline should we crash into the ground. Yes, is your scotch tape fastened? Yes. Okay, let's lift off. I mean, seriously? Hey, I uh, hear there's some uh, break-ins going on in the area, in the neighborhood. Oh, not at my house. I put scotch tape over the door every time I leave the house. That's right, scotch brand tape right across the door. Nobody's entering my premises. So I think we can do better, folks. Um, I think so. Um, and as, as far as home security goes, too, that's an expensive 
entree, isn't it? I mean, to, to do these home security things, you're, you're talking about putting in cameras and, and, and using a service and you have to pay a monthly fee. And on top of that, someone's watching you in your house. You don't know who's watching you. What if you just happen to get out of the shower and you're strutting across your living room naked and nude and, and afraid, naked and afraid in your own house? And some guy at Brink Security is sitting there eating a can of Pringles. Ooh, look at the hooters on that one. Oh, I'd like to dry her off. Oh, look, she just, she just bent over and picked up a, a piece of mail off the floor. You know? So I figured there's got to be a more practical way to do it, a cheaper way, a, you know, a, a, a scare people before they even want to enter your property. And, and here's where I defer to nature. Have you seen the owls? Have you seen the, 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 they got these security owls? People put them on their houses and on their boat docks. And they've, they've got fake owls. And what they do, they're supposed to deter other birds, like pigeons from roosting on your roof and doing bird poo everywhere. It's supposed to scare off all the nesting birds and all the birds that assemble in flocks and, and crap everywhere, right? And so they made these fake owls with these big luminescent orange eyes and they're just sitting there and they're, they're bobblehead owls. So their heads are like going like this in the wind. And I'm like, is that a, is that a, is that the ever rare uh, Parkinson's owl over there? <laughs> By the way, I got to do my impression. We're talking about owls. Have you ever seen a snowy owl? You know, you know the beautiful white owls with the golden eyes. They live up in the tundra and in the Arctic and in the in the north and the snow. And they're white and they're beautiful. Oh my God. It's called the snowy owl, and I want to do my impression for you before I continue. Here's my impression of the snowy owl. Oh, fuck, it's cold. Oh, fucking freezing. Oh, fuck, it's cold. Can I get a blanket over here? Who the fuck are you to not give me a blanket? Someone get me an electric blanket. So there you go. Um, but uh, what I was saying is, you know, in terms of home security, instead of putting in an elaborate security system, here's what I did. Instead of getting the owl... I got a human statue made. I got a few. I got one of Jeffrey Dahmer, the cannibalistic serial killer. Remember the guy Dahmer who ate people? So I got a, 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 a statue made of Dahmer, like going like this, and I think he's got a bib on. Like I think it says, let's eat or something like that. And he's down by the end of the driveway. So that's your first line of defense, Right. And then you get up by my, my door, the walkway up to my door, and guess what? I got Ted Bundy standing there. Ted Bundy's standing there, like, going like this. He's got the finger. I got an animatronic. He's going like this, and he's winking. He's like, and he's got, a, like, an axe in his hand. It's like the, uh, the, the Hall of Presidents at the Disneyland. He's like, a, it's like Pirates of the Caribbean. I got Ted Bundy. 
Come on in. And then as the final line of defense in front of my, my front door where you go in the house, I got OJ. He's all geared up in his football stuff, and he's, he's got his stuff, but he's, got, he's wearing black, black gloves. And he's just like, I got OJ. So I got Dahmer, I got Bundy, and I got, uh, I got uh, OJ. And this is on the outside. And then you come in the house, and, uh, you know, I put this in my bed when I'm gone. I got, uh, what's his face, uh, Charles Nelson Riley? No, uh, Charles Manson. Charles Manson Riley. Um, yeah, I got a Charles Manson Riley. No, I got a Charles Manson doll in my bed. And so when they go in the bedroom, there's, he's just laying there. He's got the swastika on his forehead and his eyes are all glazed up. Looks like he's, he's been licking like pulled pork out of Donnie and Marie's uh, pantry. Whatever that means. And so... Uh, so that's my, my line of security right there. Um, so it, it's, just, it's just a way to, to, to keep people out and not have to invest in, in this elaborate, elaborate system. And by the way, if you're trying to find where I live, I actually have a real defense system. It's Donnie and Marie. I've got Donnie and Marie in my yard with guns. <laughs> They're not even statue. I got the real Donnie and Marie Osmond with Uzis. You step on my property, they shoot your ass off, okay? Um, but for now, let's step away, and I want you to have a look at this week's hand-drawn T-shirts by yours truly. I think I've told you this every... Uh, Every so often, I draw uh, right onto T-shirts, my own drawings, and uh, you can uh, you can acquire them. And uh, let's uh, shoot to this, and you can see how you can get your own Harland Williams hand-drawn T-shirt to put on your very own fresh beef. Oh yeah, here we go. Time for another hand-drawn shirt by yours truly. And if you don't know. I draw my own t-shirts. I take Sharpie markers and I draw directly on the t-shirt. And if this shirt's still available, you can own it at harbling.com. So let's go ahead and reveal this week's hand-drawn Harlan t-shirt. Right, so here are today's hand-drawn t-shirts by yours truly. Here's the first one, Winnie the Pooh. And not the Carol uh, character, which is spelled differently, Winnie the Pooh, but this is Winnie the actual Pooh. And as you can see, he really is a walking piece of poo. So the inspiration for this uh, shirt just came from the wordplay on Winnie the Pooh. I always thought it was the most ridiculous name for a cute little lovable character. And speaking of character, here's another kind of iconic pop culture character. We all know where's Waldo. But I always thought, what's he look like when you take that stupid hat off him? And I thought, what if he's bald? And so here we have, where's Baldo? So we got, where's Baldo and Winnie the Pooh? A kind of a humorous take on two iconic uh, characters from literature if you can call 
Where's Waldo Literature? But it comes from a kid's book. So uh, these are available at heartbling.com and if for some reason they're already sold, you can always order a print. So I hope you enjoy Where's Baldo and Winnie the Pooh. Oh yeah, baby. We are back. We are back. Can I just tell you too? Obviously, I love the Coca-Cola, right? And I go to the gym, and this, you know, you know, sometimes you get evil looks from people. You just get the look of death from people, or you get, you either get the look of death, or you just get the look of perplexed. They're just like, wait, uh, wait, I don't understand. How does that, wait, are you, how does that work with the way the world works? Well, what it, what are you doing? Um, and what I do is I go to the gym sometimes and I actually take a bottle of Coke. And I do the machines and I'm playing racquetball and in between games of racquetball, I'm, I'm sweaty, I'm hot. And I'm like, yeah, I could go get some water and quench my thirst. Or I could sip a bottle of raw brown sugar and supercharge my body and go in and do another game and kick someone's ass like I'm the Tasmanian devil on LSD. Okay? But what I'll do is I'll, I'll take my bottle, I'll just leave it in the bottle and I'll put it up on the Nautilus machine. You know, they got the flats and I'll put the bottle up and I'm just like doing my reps. And then in between, you know, you take a little break in between reps and you... You grab your, everyone there has their bottle of water and their, some of them have designer bottles of water and so some of them have huge bottles of water. There's one guy at my gym that makes his own like cayenne pepper, like, like it's a, it looks like someone uh, just uh, scooped water out of a sewage system. It's like got chunks in it and it's red and it's brown and it looks, it looks like vomit in a, a vomit smoothie. I mean, I got to say, some people are pretty pretentious with the damn water. And so, you know, I don't do it other than any other reason that I love this. And I realized as I started doing this now and then, I'll pop the, I'll just put the Coke on top of the Nautilus machine and then I'll get to doing my reps. I think you see the results, ladies and gentlemen. Don't you? <laughs> um... <laughs> But the looks, the looks, the confusion, the, 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 the fact that, that physical fitness and gyms, that, that gyms and phys physical fitness don't go hand in hand with Coca-Cola, raw Coca-Cola out, out of a bottle. You just don't do it. That's like going scuba diving and puncturing a hole in your, in your mass, in your oxygen tank before you go down. Oh, I'll be all right. <laughs> I like the bubbles. Right? So I'll be there and I'll plop the thing down and I'm doing my reps and I'll look up and someone will just be like, um, what is, how did, how does this work? And I'm, what is, how is there, is that a Coca-Cola? I mean, I'm really struggling with how this goes with this and I, it, can you, uh, 
Do you not know about water? Is there something I can do to... I mean, the, you know, the looks I get. It's just, it's just hilarious. But you know what? Physical fitness doesn't mean you have to be a total Puritan. It's like, well, I'm going to the gym and I'm, I'm doing curls, so I got to have Vita water and I got to wear a, you know, I got to wear a, a breathing pad on my nose and I got to wear my cotton uh, underpants so everything can breathe and I got to wear my Lululemon uh, jock strap and, you know, you, you can mix it up. There's, there's no set rules. If you can make your physical fitness a little more enjoyable, you know, sneaking a Coke in there isn't, isn't the worst thing in the world. You know, taking your own fryer, your, your own little Coleman stove and a frying pan and cooking up a, a pack of bacon in between uh, reps. That's not a sin. And think of the favor you're doing to the gym. Normally a gym smells like sweat and salt and diarrhea and here you are frying up some Farmer John's apple smoked bacon and it's just permeating through the LA fitness or fitness world or 24-hour freakness or wherever the hell you go to extend your life. I love going to the gym. I used to hate it, but now I love it. It smells like fresh bacon. So, to each their own. That's what I say, to each their own. And I think we'll leave today on that positive note. I think that's a really good message to leave on. Not to each their own, but to drinking Coke while you work out. (laughs) Mm. Oh, sizzle my tonsil grease. Um, Don't forget, folks, uh, to check out Here's where I plug a few things. May 13th, uh, I am going to be in Boulder, Colorado at the Boulder Theater. This is an 800-seat, beautiful theater. I'm doing a stand-up show there. If you're in the uh, the Colorado area or in Boulder, anywhere around there, please get your tickets. Go to harlandwilliams.com and uh, get your tickets for the Boulder Comedy Show, uh, May 13th at the Boulder Theater. It's going to be amazing. It's such a beautiful event. You know, it's one thing when you see a comedy show in a comedy club, which are great on their own, but when you do it in a big theater, it's beautiful. And I got to tell you, as a performer, as a comedian, when I'm on that big stage, that majestic stage with all that space... I got to tell you, as a performer, it brings you to another level. It, it brings out in me, at least. I don't know if this happens with every comedian, but with me, it just, it, it makes me want to do a bigger, broader, like it just, it takes me, it heightens everything I'm about. And my shows are just, uh, I don't know, they just go to another level. So come out on May 13th to the Boulder Theater. Also, I'm going to be up in Grand Rapids, Michigan in May. Uh, a little town called Holland, just just outside of Grand uh, Cedar Rapids. Sorry, Cedar Rapids, um, Cedar or Grand? I don't know. It's up there in Michigan, across the bay from uh, Green Bay, and I think it's Cedar Rapids. It's something Rapids. Um, and then also, I'm going to be doing uh, the Come and Get 'Em Comedy Festival in Dallas, Texas, and Houston, Texas. Uh, This is going down uh, in mid-May, and then at the same time, I'm doing a gig down in Lafayette, Louisiana, and all this information is available uh, on my website. I'm doing a wonderful show in Huntington Beach, California in May. 
Uh, I'm doing a charity event in Hollywood here in May. I mean, just get to harlanwilliams.com and go to my stand-up tour page and uh, take a look at all the cool uh, gigs that I have. And hopefully you can come out and uh, enjoy and have some giggles. Um, what else? Also, uh, don't forget my Patreon page. For those of you that love the Harland Highway, the old format was audio only where I did all kinds of characters and I, I, did, uh, I, did, I did all these phone calls where I'd really interview myself, but I did characters like George Michael and Aunt Ruthie and Colonel Tom Dowdy and Michael Jackson. And I, I did all these character things that I don't do on this because this is visual and I don't want to reveal myself doing them but if you join my patreon page for five dollars a month which is nothing that's that's less than a cheeseburger at mcdonald's um i am posting new and um and classic uh episodes of uh the harland highway podcast where i did these uh phone characters and people love them and uh you can get them there it's a small fee to pay for a lot of laughs i i think uh people are really enjoying my patreon page so go on google and type in harland williams patreon and it will take you to my page and then if you want to join you can and if you don't like it you can jump off it's five bucks um but i just want to make sure we spread that laughter also don't forget uh hardbling.com if you want to uh pick up either an original shirt or a print of one of the shirts if the one you see and love is already sold uh you can go in and order or request a print of the very same shirt and it will get mailed out to you we also put those images on coffee mugs and sleeping bags and backpacks and phone cases and it's a really cool uh, site harbling.com uh, but nothing's cooler than you folks. I want to thank you. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you tell your friends about the podcast. Uh, we got some exciting guests coming up in the future. We'll be here interviewing uh, some really cool, funny people, some beautiful people. Uh, but please tell your friends about the podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, the more people we get on it, the more I can start to do with it. Um, and I also want to thank my silent co-host here today, Little Coco. Uh, it was nice to not hear him swearing his head off. Well, yeah, but that's muffled. I don't know what you said. You, for all I know, you're speaking uh, Swahili. I, I couldn't tell what he said. But I've said it all. I've said enough. Uh, we're done for today. Uh, look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you for tuning into the Harland Highway podcast, y'all. And uh, I'll give you one more peek before we go. You want one more little peek? You, you want a little areola, don't you? Let, let's see if we can just sneak it a little bit. A little, there you go. Daddy's home for Christmas. <laughs> I hope you had a good time here on the Harland Highway podcast. We'll see you next time. Be good, be safe, and until next time, chicken chow mein, baby.